What's up, everyone? This is episode number 18 of the Wax Museum podcast, where I talk about all things basketball cards from past to present to future. This is your host, Kyle, and I want to start off by saying I absolutely love the moves that my Indiana Pacers made this week. Now, change is hard for me, so at first it was a little hard to take in, but if you look at the moves we made, we got TJ Warren, we signed Jeremy Lamb, but most importantly, we got Malcolm Brogdon. Now, if you'll remember in episode 16, which if you haven't listened to it, go back, listen to it after you're done with this. In episode 16, I talked about the initial urge to buy cards for players that are new to your team. Well, that was what I felt here. So I went out and I picked up a 2016 uh, Brogdon Optic Hollow PSA 9 for $9. So I'm really happy with that purchase. Some of you guys shared the moves that your teams made with me on my Instagram this week, which is at Wax Museum Podcast. I'd love to continue that conversation as the summer moves along. As for today, you guys have been waiting for this. I have the second and final part of a little mini-series I'm doing on LeBron's exquisite rookie card. Now, just a quick summary of last week's episode where I talked about that RPA that's numbered 99. You have to remember... Exquisite was the first real high-end, high-dollar set. And I know that technically 1993-94 Finest was the first high-end set, but Exquisite took things to a whole different level. Um, $500 a box for five cards. And initially, people scoffed at the price. In fact, there were a lot of um, crazy reactions to it at first. I posted some of those on my Instagram as well. It's always fun to look back. In this set, though, All of the quote-unquote base rookie cards were RPAs numbered to 225, with the exception of six players. We had Udonis Haslam, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Carmelo Anthony, we had Darko, and then you had, obviously, LeBron James. The set has become iconic over time as a result of content, scarcity, and timing. Obviously, LeBron has lived up to the hype um, and his card numbered to 99 has become the premier card out of the premier set at the beginning of the high-end boom. So, it should be no surprise then that one of the most coveted basketball cards of all time has seen its fair share of controversy, including price manipulation, trimming, theft, and so on. I covered a couple of these things in my last episode. Well, some of you are probably familiar with the trimming, alteration, conservation scandals in the hobby right now, and it's hit vintage cards pretty hard. Um, It's hit any star player's cards. If there's a dollar to be made, nothing is really exempt from this. And I know I've seen people that think that chrome cards or prism cards are safe. Well, guess what? They're not. I've seen plenty of those that are trimmed too. And as some of you guys already know, these issues in general have been around for decades. With that being said, I don't think we see the floodgates open like they have recently with evidence on top of evidence on top of evidence. I don't think we see that in the same capacity were it not for the LeBron James exquisite thread of late 2018. And real quick, when I use the word thread, for those of you that aren't familiar with message board lingo, a forum is a place for people to go online and talk about different topics, usually broken into more specific subforums. Each conversation that's housed inside of these subforums is referred to as a thread. So this thread turned into one giant conversation between 267 different users with over 3,700 replies. 
This conversation was viewed over 250,000 times. So in addition to the 267 people that gave their input in one way or another, there were a lot of eyes on this thing. So my goal today is to take you through this thing as best as I can in a certain time frame. In my mind, I'm thinking maybe 35 minutes or so, and then give some of my thoughts to close out. As you would expect, there are a lot of characters and plot twists involved here. If I named every person, it would make your head spin trying to follow it. I've tried to condense it down without altering the context, but you have to understand even some parts of this podcast could get confusing because absolutely nothing in this thread is linear. And I did, in fact, read through all 150 pages again before I recorded today, but I want to thank another poster named Abracalabro for helping me out with the summaries as well. So, let's begin with post number one. So this all started back on the evening of November 26, 2018. We had a poster named Cards Down Under. He started a thread titled LeBron Exquisite Number to 99 Altered and Damaged. And he said, Mates, I recently came across some troubling news. I know many collectors are not aware or up to date on the scam bags of the hobby. It's an invented word. I like that. Scam bags. So please forward this news to those looking to buy LeBron Exquisite rookies. And he then rattled off 10 different serial numbers of cards in question. Some that he mentioned are trimmed. Others are damaged. Um, He attached pictures of a couple of these. Some he just has suspicions about. And then he mentions some that have plain patches that would make good subjects for alterations. He mentions that some have gone through different members of the forum. And he closes then with... Be better card community and help stop the scam bags. Now, overall, this seemed like a pretty innocent post. It had helpful information for the hobby community. It really didn't directly name anyone. It didn't seem like any sort of a smear job. Well, several posts later and another poster comes in. We we didn't know this at the time, but he was a previously banned member. And he points out, He says, quote, there is a LeBron RPA tracker on BuyNiceCards.com. Now, this is something by Nice Cards that we're going to see uh, or you're going to hear mentioned quite a bit in this episode. Just to clarify, I've seen them, this website described as one of the biggest players in the hobby marketplace from both a volume and quality perspective, um, especially for high-end basketball. So I'm going to refer to this dealer as BNC from here on out. So anyway, in addition to showcasing the cards he has for sale or consignment, um, BNC has a tracker on his site to store images of LeBron James RPAs because it's such a popular hobby. That's a tool that people might be interested in. Um, So in addition to that, you know, new poster coming in and mentioning this website, this poster also comments that BNC owns number 87 out of 99, one of the cards in the first post that seems to have miraculously regenerated its edges. About an hour and a half later, this poster comes back and then claims that BNC also owns 64 and 74, which are two more cards that were called out in the original post. So that's three out of the 10 in question. So that seems like it could be a major red flag. Well, not long after this, a third major player in this thing, a poster named Rookies, enters the mix and posts, quote, a few high-end other members I know have huge problems with buy nice cards. The guy has trimmed countless cards, KD ones included. 
The 74 was my card. It went straight to him in a trade. It graded originally a 7.5. He then screwed me over on 3,000 in a trade, but who cares what he says in parentheses. That said, I have lots of pictures of the 74 of 99, and the card is about as altered as can be. I then got a picture a month later seeing it in a 9 case. Pretty funny. Countless other LeBrons he has are altered, I have heard. End quote. So, this one post here from this third, this new major player, uh, it contains several serious accusations. He's saying, number one, that BNC has trimmed countless cards, which we don't have any proof of that. Um, number two, he says that BNC has screwed him over in $3,000 in a trade, which you know all we have on that so far is just this guy's word. Number three, he says he, that he acquired a BGS 7.5 from him that somehow turned into a nine a month later. And then number four, he says that he's also heard that BNC has countless other altered LeBrons. Okay, so at this point in the thread, this is where Adam jumps in. I've had Adam on the show with me several times before, so you guys should be familiar with him. He basically asks this poster for clarification about these claims, and at the same time, he notes that his experience with BNC has been positive in the past. So then we're left to wait for more details. The information that we have doesn't necessarily show that BNC trimmed the cards, but at this point, it doesn't look good for him either. And he hasn't come in to defend himself. So then in an attempt to try and move this thing along and to get more information, Adam emails him. And this becomes kind of a recurring thing over time, and Adam becomes the mouthpiece for BNC, which in retrospect was absolutely not a good idea. Anyway, Adam passes word along that BNC is positive he got the 74 as a BGS 9 in 2014 as part of a huge collection. Remember, this is totally plausible because there are many high-end dealers that will do exactly that. They buy large lots or showcases or entire collections all at once. But still, it seems like somebody has to be lying here. So this character named Rookies comes back in, and he posts images of the 74 out of 99 before it was trimmed, clearly showing a damaged lower left edge. Um, the images of, of 74 in his post show that the card is not slabbed in a BGS case anymore at the time that the photos were taken. Not long after, another user comes in and posts screenshots of that same card, this time graded as the BGS 9 and having sold in 2007. So here's what we know at this point. Card number 74 sold as a BGS 9 in 2007 was a half of a point away from grading a 9.5. Now, typically when something's that close, it's a good candidate to crack out of the slab and send in again. This is called bumping. This is a very common technique. Um, Rookie showed us pictures of the card with damage and no slab, which indicates that whoever cracked this thing out probably messed it up. But then the card somehow resurfaces as a BGS 9 with a new label and the damage is miraculously gone. Simply put, we have before and after pictures of this card, and we know that someone, we don't know who, has trimmed, fixed, conserved, whatever you want to call it, the damage. People are starting to suspect that there could be a middleman that neither party wants to out, but at this point, we don't know. So that was card number 74. Once all of this goes down, the original poster of the thread comes back in and declares, well, the, the 74 of 99 issue is settled, 
Thanks, mates, for contributing the pictures proving it. And then he never logs onto the site again. Now, this doesn't mean that he can't read things. You can read things on this blowout message board without being logged in, but his profile shows that he hasn't signed in since November 27th, which seems a little bit strange for him to drop all this information, post a couple of times, and then leave. Anyway, as this thing moves along, um, another card is then brought up, which is card number 87 out of 99. It's brought up by a previously banned member, which we don't know this at the point at that time. Um, he asked Adam then to ask BNC about it, and BNC says that he acquired it in graded form at an earlier time. Well, that will become more important later on. So we find out that 87 was graded, but it was graded with a batch of several other cards that BNC has for sale. So as all of this is going on, people are also kind of doing some work of their own. Someone digs up an older thread that clearly indicates past dealings and shaky ground between uh, both rookies and BNC. So they've had some interactions before, and it seems like it, it didn't all go down very well. Um, there's a little bit of confusion because there are two different cards being referenced at this point and yes we are still waiting for these two guys to come on here and straighten things up so finally rookies comes back in and he posts more information he says that he bought 74 out of 99 ungraded and that moving the card was actually a three-person deal that involved him bnc and another user named sohrab and according to rookies there was an agreement that if the card graded at least a nine they owe him more money well, he didn't get his money. And then he also claims that Sorab is the middleman connecting him and BNC. So uh, all of that in itself is very confusing. If you didn't understand that, that's as best as I can explain it. Nothing new happens for a bit, though. Um, someone does show up and they're defending BNC outright. And in the process, this new person claims that they bought a... LeBron RPA for $250,000 and have had no less than five people offer in the range of $500,000 for this card, which is a little bit strange. Um, during this time, user, there's a lot of chatter among users and it's speculated that rookies probably got screwed over in this three-way deal. It appears like he did and, and he was understandably upset and he decided to out the others. Um, someone does a little more sleuthing and we see a before and after picture of, of number 87, the first having damage, the second being trimmed and graded a BGS nine. So we know for sure that two of these have been trimmed. Um, in summary, here's kind of what people are, are figuring has happened up at this point, And this is just a couple of days after this thread started. They feel like three people colluded to get a maximum return on the LeBron RPA. Um, those three people being rookies, Sohrab and BNC. And they think that the three of them had an agreement in place that stated if the card graded a certain number, then rookies would receive additional money for the newly established value of the card. Well, the card supposedly graded low, so rookies did not get the money he was expecting. Then the card um, was trimmed by someone, we don't know who, and is graded higher. Um, rookie sees this and feels like he should have been paid because the card eventually did reach that grade, but then he realized he wasn't going to get anything. Um, knowing he was involved, 
He likely came on to kind of leave breadcrumbs in the thread for people to piece things together. And it makes BNC look bad while also kind of um, minimizing his own involvement. Now, since nothing of true substance was posted by any of the three save for these breadcrumbs, we were, all of us posters on this forum, were kind of left to connect the dots for ourselves. That's when the, um, remember, the the buyer of the $250,000 supposed LeBron RPA comes in and tells us what a great guy BNC is. Um, And then once the $250,000 card sells, we don't know if that was a legitimate sale or not, um, suddenly BNC raises the price on his LeBron RPA that he has listed. So that looks a little bit questionable. Anyway, more discussion follows um, about 100 posts later. Rookies returns with a long, drawn-out post that can best be summarized by another poster who simply said, My head just exploded. Um, So there was some discussion that followed that, and then eventually he posted again. And then finally, the post and the moment that we've all been waiting for. Post number 641 in this thread, BNC finally shows up and submits his loan post in the thread. Only one time, and it's a long one. Now, I could spend a lot of time picking this thing apart, but I just want to focus on the basics for now. And he starts off by saying, I think there's a larger topic to be discussed here that is much bigger than me and much bigger than each one of you individually, and that question is, what is the forum? And essentially he goes and he says that online forums used to be a better place There were a lot of people there to help him out when he got started, and then I'll give you the bullet points for what it becomes from there because it was really long. He says we need to accept everyone in the hobby, that's collectors, investors, and so on. He says bumping grades is part of the hobby. He said that we might be driving awesome collectors away, and basically shame on you for being critical of people. He calls for more hobbyists and less sleuths. And this goes on for 1,500 words before he inches closer to the real issues at hand. And finally he gets there. And I want to read some of this in full just because I I think it's important that you hear directly from him. I want to give his side. Um, So he says, While I am not in any way happy about the information that has been uncovered about my two LeBron exquisite cards, um, there's not much I can do. I've owned them for nearly five years now, and if I think long and hard, I can say with great confidence, I don't think I've ever made a strong effort to put a price on them or sell them. I stand by the fact which I stated in a post from 2016 that I bought 74 as a BGS9 from SoRob when I bought out his entire collection in 2014, and I did not have any knowledge of its prior history. I bought 87 in the same collection raw and graded it BGS 9 when I received it, and I recall it being a clean card, and it didn't appear trimmed to me. I graded it and promptly it graded a BGS 9. I stand by the fact that I did not trim either of these cards or have any involvement with someone else trimming the cards. It has always been my goal to hold these cards as long as I possibly could, and I think owning them for five years supports that. I never had any real intention of selling them, and I still do not. If the point comes where I want to sell them, all I can say is that I will do my best to handle it as responsibly as possible. I understand the magnitude of these cards and the responsibility I have of owning these. I cannot predict the future, and at this point I cannot imagine selling them, so it's hard to know how I may or may not go about it when that time comes. 
This is all I can really promise for now, and hopefully it is found to be reasonable. Um, He goes on to say, hopefully you can all understand that this deal was a long time ago and it was a rather large deal involving hundreds of cards, likely one of the largest and most important deals that I have ever done. If I did not answer a question that you have, um, please feel free to message me directly through here or my website and I'm happy to put in as much time as is required with as many people as I have to via phone. I will not be coming back and posting more and answering more questions in this thread. Okay. That's a lot of stuff there. So then he asks and answers a series of nearly 30 yes or no questions, um, many of which were never asked by posters in the thread. It's stuff like, do I trim cards? And it's just a lot of real simple yes, no type stuff. Um, Some other questions that stood out to me, does it surprise me that trim cards have ended up in my collection? No. Should it surprise you if the same has happened to you? No. Do I wish that this thread never happened? Sort of, but no. Why no? He says, it is my hope that it can help us evolve and be a catalyst for positive change. Okay, so that sounds pretty good. Um, Has this thing taken a great deal of my time? Yes. Do I wish that it had all come to this? No, but maybe it's what is necessary. Now, I would encourage you, there are more questions. I'm condensing it for time while trying to keep the essence of the post. Read it through for yourself and draw your own conclusions. Okay. So that was post 641. Um, Some more posts follow that. Here we are. We're basically 650 posts into this thing, and there's really three main people involved. You have BNC, who's saying that Rookies is lying and that Rookies has it out for him. You have Rookies, who has said conflicting things, but says BNC is lying. And then you have Sohrab, who's not here to discuss, and as we think that he's just out of the hobby. You can go online, you can find that he's involved in other pursuits now. So really, we've learned nothing still. Okay, Um, We still don't know much about the 87 of 99. It's brought up yet again, but one person has information that everyone else is missing. This will come out later, though. Lots of discussion takes place. We're skipping ahead. Now we're through 900 different posts. More discussion. We have others that have spoken to BNC and did not come off feeling confident. They feel like he tried to brush the thing off. Um, That was post 972. Moving on, now we're up to a thousand posts. So I trust me, I did the work for you there. You do not have to read through all 1,000 posts up to this point. Now, take a breather though, because this thread is about to experience another major twist. A poster from South Korea shows up. And apparently he's been just tracking really nice cards for almost a decade now. And he posts dated screenshots of several super high-end cards, including many LeBron James exquisite RPA cards. Um, Among them is the 87 out of 99, which we've been thinking a lot about, but we don't really have a lot of info on. Um, The screenshot then dated back to 2013, so that that date is key, um, shows clear edge wear but it also bears the logo of none other than BNC. It is clearly not trimmed at the time that this screenshot was saved back in 2013. Now, remember, he claims that he acquired this card as part of a larger collection in 2014. Um, So this proves to us that 87 is now trimmed as a BGS9. This new poster claims he sent the information to an active member of the forums, and that member did not post the information. 
but he doesn't reveal the name. Well, Adam comes in shortly after this and reveals himself as the member who had this information, and he got absolutely roasted for it, and that's understandable. So our poster from South Korea shows up again and posts screenshots of the conversation he initiated with Adam via eBay. Um, This is why the dates are so important. As shown in the screenshots, the date of this conversation um, was November 29th. This thread was started on the 26th. So this basically shows us that Adam had the information for two weeks. Um, Adam defends himself and claims that he wasn't clear on what the poster was trying to state. A lot of people in the thread don't believe Adam. A few do. There's a lot of chatter about this, and I'm going to skip a lot of that. You can look at it if you'd like. Look, I think Adam screwed up multiple times in this thread. I told him that personally. That's nothing new. Um, I think he puts his faith in some people here that he probably shouldn't have. I think he should have read the information he was given more carefully. But each person then has to read and decide for this on their own. So I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to talk about Adam much more. um, But there's a lot of chatter about him in this thread. Okay. Another poster comes in named Roger Maris. And he posts some important information that he has called BNC and had a conversation with him on the phone. And BNC claimed that he purchased 87 um, on eBay Raw in 2013. And some people point out that this looks like the nail in the coffin because we've got a lot of differing information here. Um, Now, knowing that BNC is one of the largest markets for high-end basketball cards, people start combing through his past listings and cards for sale. Um, I guess the line of thinking here is, you know, let's see how he's handled this stuff in the past and maybe this will show how he's going to handle the situation now because for the most part, you know, you can look at someone's record and get an idea of, of what they're going to do. Um, there are also some people at this point that think he's altering them himself, so they want to trace the ownership of these previously owned altered cards. Um, one of these cards includes an Allen Iverson autograph, um, a sign of the times, I believe it was the gold version, that was likely faded, wiped down, and re-signed by someone else. Once he was made aware of this, I will say BNC took the card off the market. So that seems like the the right thing to do there. Now, we don't know what happened to the card after that. We also have no indication that the slab was corrected to show that the card was altered. So while the card was taken off the online market, um, this means in theory that the card could still be passed off to someone else. In the meantime... On page 64 of this thread, a poster named Justin uncovers before and after pictures of another major altered card, which is a LeBron James exquisite numbered pieces. Um, He shows us the the worth point for that. There's some more chatter about the supposed $250,000 LeBron James sale. Um, And then the buyer of that card, um, which is a guy named Fifth Down Sports, he returns with a screenshot of a blank check because people wanted proof of this sale. The names are blacked out on this thing, um, and he hammers out a pretty long post where he essentially states that this thread is harmful to the industry. You can go read that for yourself. Something to keep in mind here, though. The last verified sale of a LeBron James RPA, and this was a copy that was numbered out of 23, so it was a lot more rare than the 99. Um, and it was a BGS 9.5. That sold for $95,000. I referenced that on my last episode. 
It doesn't make sense then that the card numbered to 99 would suddenly jump to over double that amount. And this is important because the person who claims to have made the purchase was defending BNC. And also after that sale, BNC raised the price of the card on his site significantly. So it's almost as if the buy it now was hit to set a price on the card, and then there was some patchy evidence to back it up. Well, it looks really suspicious to say the least. Um, People did some more digging on that transaction. Feedback for the seller of the $250,000 LeBron was also left the same day that the cashier's check was written. And someone said, well, I guess Fifth could have went to his bank, got the cashier's check, met up with the seller, went to the seller's bank and cashed the check. And the seller trusted the buyer. He didn't know so much that he handed over the card before the check even cleared. Does it make sense that someone would leave feedback on a transaction of that magnitude before even receiving the card? Um, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I barely leave feedback as it is. I know I'm, that's one of the bad things in the hobby. I need to take more time to do that. And here you have someone leaving feedback before they received a card that sold for $250,000. Seems kind of strange. Um, as people are going through these altered cards then, another altered card is discovered. And this is kind of a, a pattern here, which is a 1999 Kobe Game Breakers Um, Someone else chimes in that the card is being sold through BNC as a consignment. Well, at this point, people are so hungry for more information that they jump on any new name that enters the fray. Um, As the number of altered cards continues to grow, a 2007-2008 LeBron limited logo surfaces. Several users work together to reveal that the card has indeed been trimmed on the top left side. Um, This was from a card that was graded in March of 2018 and is later discovered to have been trimmed by one of the most notorious trimmers in the hobby, Uncle Ben's. This thread goes in all different directions and it becomes pretty toxic at times. And this carries into the new year. People are upset at BNC. They're upset at people that have dealt with him or have been affiliated with him in some way. It was clear that BNC wasn't going to come back, as he stated himself. Um, The other two involved in this thing were done talking. So I kind of tried to step in and figure out what people were really looking to do at this point with a series of questions. So I kind of had three, you know, three possible scenarios here. Number one, um, are you trying to further damage BNC's name? Because my point was his name is already damaged It shows up on Google with this thread. It's spread to other forums. People are talking about it in person. Uh, I'm sure if this thread somehow dies, it will be bumped up before the national anyway. Well, guess what? It hasn't fallen too far. Um, The second question I ask people is, you know, do you want to hear from his friends? Would that make you feel better? Because they were starting to kind of drag some of his associates into the mud as well. I don't think dragging his friends into it is going to make him speak. Um, In fact, I've spoken to many of those people privately, and they basically said, look, he is his own person. And I only disclose that to say that um, they're not going to pressure him much. It's not my intention to speak for them, and this thread proved that that's a dangerous game anyway. And then number three, my question was, are you concerned for the hobby and you want to see him change his business practices? Um, And if that's the case, then I 
I felt like going forward, the proper route was finding the people that have purchased the altered cards, you know, politely letting them know, hey, this card is in fact altered, and then giving them or presenting them a, a course of action to take from there. I thought that was a reasonable approach going forward because the thing had really played out. And that was page 131. Um, we are now up to page 150. There's still some posts on there. Uh, but that's kind of where things fizzled out. After all of this, all we know for sure is that multiple cards were trimmed. There are several rumored names, but there's no real conclusion to this thread. There's no happy ending. There's no moment where Scooby and the gang unmask the number one bad guy. Now, realistically, that's probably disappointing to some of you. But on the other hand, to say that this thread accomplished nothing would be a big mistake. Because this thing really opened a lot of eyes, it got a lot of people talking, and I think it played a major part in the lead up to all of the recent PWCC stuff. Um, in fact, a poster named Super Dan 49 he started looking at high dollar cards in other sports as well. Um, there was one thread that he created in the football forum where he opened by saying, seeing the post in the basketball thread about the trimmed LeBron exquisite BGS9 inspired me to do a little digging on Tom Brady rookie cards, which sell for mega bucks. This eventually led to him um, discovering an individual who was posting online on a school website looking for a engineering student to modify a commercial paper cutter to trim 1 64th of an inch off of a square-shaped paper. And that's just one story among many. So you can see um, that trail led directly to the guy selling, to, and this is a different guy than BNC. It led to the guy selling cards, um, and it showed the, paper, the, the digital trail of him asking for people who could modify a cutter. So that was the tool he was doing with. At the end of this, it was, he was kind of like a deer in the headlights. Okay, there was really nothing he could do about that. He had been caught. Okay, um, now there, there's so much that I could say from here. There are so many different directions that I could go in. And I have a lot to say. Um, I could probably fill an entire pod with just my response. But instead, I'd like to hit on five key points and just leave it at that. I don't want to overdo this thing. Um, number one, and this isn't really anything all that new and insightful, but the grading system needs a massive overhaul. It's broken. Um, con artists know this, and it lets them put the onus on the grading companies it's 2019. We need more technology involved with this. It's just not working. Adam's mentioned this on the show before, and in fact, it's probably a topic him and I are going to touch on again in the future. Number two, buying and trading for super high-end cards is tricky to say the least. I talked about this on the last episode about the gentleman that was trying to acquire a LeBron James for himself. Uh, my goal today was simply to take you through this crazy thread. I'm not here to indict anyone. There are a lot of quality people that deal with high quality cards. So I don't want you to think that just because somebody owns something nice, that makes them a questionable character. However, there are also quite a few people that are involved in this thing that are rough around the edges. There's no pun intended there. But you have to watch out for these people. And you also have to figure out who you're comfortable dealing with. Number three. There are quite a few altered cards on the market. 
a lot of the major dealers are going to have altered cards simply because they have so many cards in general. They don't have the time to check worth point every time a transaction is made. And let's be honest, even on the smaller stuff, I don't think you and I check worth point just to see if our card has been altered at some point, which is really hard to do, by the way. It takes a certain um, amount of practice and kind of a skill set to do that. Um, and even some of the cards that have been trimmed and we have the before and after pictures, it's still hard to see it in the pictures unless somebody points it out to us specifically. So uh, that doesn't mean that everyone who has an altered card is knowingly trying to sell altered cards. In fact, I accidentally sold an altered card not too long ago. I didn't know about it. I looked it over. I didn't see anything. Um, when it was discovered, though, I worked with the buyer we came to a resolution and everything was fine. So try not to assume the worst though. Number four, selling high-end cards involves assuming the inherent risks that come with that. This is another thing I touched on a little bit in my last episode. Um, and, and there are some parts of this point here that are very much going to be directed towards one of the main characters of this ordeal, B and C. Now, to be fair, I personally reached out to him to ask if he had any additional comments that he would like me to include in the podcast. I want to give both sides. I tried to read his side as well. He said no, but he thanked me for asking. Now, I really don't like the way that this thing was handled. Um, Personally, I'd still like to figure out where along the way the LeBrons got trimmed. I don't think BNC did it. I know a lot of people still think that he did it. I don't think he did it. But I think he should have noticed that something was up. I mean, you have a LeBron tracker on your website. So you've seen a lot of these cards. They've obviously gone through your hands. Some of them we're figuring out have gone through your hands multiple times. You have a responsibility to help snuff out malpractice in this hobby, just like everyone else. In fact, I think you have more power to do so, just because of the caliber of cards that you deal with. And that should be used responsibly. So at least use your expertise to help us come to some sort of resolution. Um, You fed us a lot of lines in your one single post. You fed us a lot of lines about doing good things for the hobby. Well, take the lead. Instead, there's a lot of questionable activity that seems to follow him. Do you guys remember the last episode where I mentioned that a LeBron was listed by somebody that didn't own it on eBay? And then the owner um, shielded it to protect their investment. Well, that person that shielded it was BNC and the person he was consigning the card for. Listen, this is not me coming up with any conspiracy. That was proved by people in on uh, the blowout forums. So don't come into this LeBron James thread and act like the whole conversation is an inconvenience to you. Don't come in here and bemoan the the place that the hobby community has become. You're not a victim. That's petty. Your defense against sitting on the LeBrons and not labeling them as altered is that you have no intentions of selling them. As of this point, neither have been publicly available as far as we know. But everyone else out there, let's let's whether you agree with him or not on this, let's just go with it for a second. Okay? Now, the Kobe Game Breakers, on the other hand, is another card in this whole string of cards that was proven to be altered. We know then that BNC has every intention of selling it, and he's even he relisted it several times on eBay since it was talked about in the thread. Once again, that's irresponsible. 
So my last thing that I would say regarding this point today and, and kind of directed at, at BNC, um, there are at least a handful of high dollar cards in your hands that we need some sort of resolution on. And for me, it's not all that unreasonable for collectors to ask what has happened to these cards. Maybe you don't know, but at least you can lead us to the people that do. Finally, this, this transitions to my last point here. Community is what you make it. Listen, we're all busy. Okay, Some of you have husbands, some of you have wives, you have children, you have demanding jobs, you have school. I get it. There's a lot going on in this world. Cards is just a very small part of this world. Um, but since this whole thing started, I've had conversations with some people that are involved with this thing. And not all the main players, but maybe people that are associated with them or people that read the whole thing but kept their distance, or people that had knowledge about the whole thing but really didn't chime in. Um, and yes, this thread was very toxic. I've mentioned that several times, but some of these people have also commented to me how toxic the forums and then to a larger extent the card community has become. But what I also noticed is that some of these people aren't really posting anymore or doing anything to shift that balance. Or I see a lot of people that will say, well, someone should really create a such and such for the hobby, or this place would really benefit from such and such. And my response to that is, you're right. Why don't you create it? Or why don't you find people that can help you do that? And I know that, you know, I'm guilty on this too, on occasion, um, but we can't just all be consumers of, of conversation and consumers of information. We have to make conscious efforts to balance, balance this out. And when we see people doing that and people that mean well, we have to make sure to encourage them along the way. All right. Uh, well, I've said plenty here and I want to thank you guys for hanging in there with me. Obviously, that was a lot of information all at once, but now it's time for you to respond. And I'm sure there will be some interesting feedback to what I covered today. If you have something you'd like to add, hit me up on my Instagram, which is at Wax Museum Podcast. In the meantime, if you like the content I'm providing, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Google Play. Hit up the Podbean site for a link to the merch store. Tag Taco Bell and let them know they can pay me in burritos. And until next time, this is the Wax Museum Podcast. <laughs>